Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This, yeah. this is the Rich Eisen Show. Rich Eisen. Oh, that's Susie Eisen Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> With guest host Susie Schuster, live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. How much better do you think this team can get on offense, Jalen Hurts? The Rich Eisen Show. Hurts dives, and he's in for the touchdown. Touchdown, Jalen Hurts. Earlier on the show, Pro Football Hall of Famer Marshall Fox. Still to come. Bill's wide receiver, Stefan Diggs, plus actor Ed O'Neill. And now, it's Susie Schuster. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show underway. Susie Schuster here with Marshall Falk because, let's face it, if I'm going to be on, it's either going to be you or Shaq, right? It's like one of you two, but you're you're my you're my go-to right-hand man. I'm I'm just a gun. Shaq's a big gun. <laughs> it, it's a good one-two punch. Yeah, yeah, it's like a double barrel, right? Yeah, Shaq seven nine. I'm just saying that's how I roll <laughs> seven nine. nine. If Shaq posts one more picture of himself working out and shirtless, like every time you post those pictures on Instagram, I got to go in there and just needle it. Like, what, what you looking for, big man? What you looking for? Yo, Shaq looks in that great, photo, though. by the way. Shredded. Don't even, don't he's front. He's shredded. He yeah. looks amazing. I, I like to say, didn't look like that when you were playing. Yeah, Whatever. I was, like, say, I was never he fat. Didn't, he didn't look like that when he was playing. Just saying. Well, everyone should be lucky he didn't look like that. If you were to put that, this type of Shaq in a 26-year-old Shaq body, like, he looks good. No, that would have been a problem. It was and, already a problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, I mean, yeah. He looks good. Not that I'm looking, but I mean, he well, looks you're, good. Well, you're looking, I think. I'm not dead, TJ. <laughs> I mean, I'm 50, but I'm not dead. <laughs> Speaking of which, Marshall, you look good. You're, you're, like in, you're like in shape. You're like ready to go back. Once this, uh, once this Achilles heals yeah. up. Once it, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm on the IR right now. I'll, um, second half, I'm going to put my name out there and see who picked me up. <laughs> <laughs> Are you day-to-day, Marshall? Right now, I'm 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 out about a, a month, month. months. Yeah, he's month to month. Second I mean, half of the season. Could second you, half of the season. Once this is healed, say this is before this went down. If somebody had called you up, Cole Beasley style, could you get out there and still run and gun? It's depend. It depends on who the someone was, mm. and like where we were at in the season. I mean, I, there's there's just not a lot of hitting going on out there right now. It's like just, if you're a game away from the Super Bowl, right? It's just the, oh my god, I'm trying to think what game was it. Um, I was in a Buffalo game. He threw the ball to the tight end, and the DB instead of hitting him, he just he just hugged him, <laughs> so he didn't get a penalty. I was like, that was like, do you understand? That guy was going to the hospital. Like that's how I was just like I felt I felt bad for the DB that he had to like 
catch a 255-pound tight end because he because of the quarterback threw the ball and set him up. But the defender did a great job at at pulling up and and not making it a violent play. But that's the game. I remember I asked Marshall one time, Chris, I said, why why were you so easily able to avoid the tackles? He said, I don't want to, it, it, it hurts to get tackled. <laughs> yeah, getting hit. It does. It hurts. I, as if you have a choice. Like, and I guess you do when you're you, you, a Hall you do. of Fame running back. Like, there's certain running backs that played and, and they seeked contact. I wasn't one of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're Derrick Henry and you're built like a freight train, I guess you don't care. I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't built like a freight train, but I wasn't seeking out contact. Stefan Diggs joins us here now on the Mercedes Vans hotline. Hey, Stefan, how do you feel about contact? That's what we're talking about with Marshall Falk here. Contact uh, at the receiver position? Yeah, I'm just saying, like. <laughs> I love it so much. Because it's got to feel so good to get just absolutely smacked down and then be at the bottom of that pile. That's got to feel comfortable down there. Not at all. Right? Not at all. If you, if you, if you, love, if you love football, I mean, I mean, it's something that you got to somewhat, it's a love-hate relationship. You get used to it. You might not like it, but you get used to it. See, the difference is you get used to it. When you play offense, you're trying to avoid contact. You don't want that smoke. But if you have to, you do. And the only time I want to be at the bottom of the pile is in the end zone for a touchdown. That's it. (laughs) I can't even imagine. I can't think about it. It gives me such bad claustrophobia, but that's like for a whole nother session. That's for like a therapy session. That's not for a football show. Uh, Stefan, thanks for so much for coming on with us. I want to know who is him. Him is him is me. You know him? <laughs> I'm just messing, but uh, him is usually a word referred to as a person that considers himself of a high, in a high regard, I guess, huh? Timothy. And I think yeah, you're feeling pretty good about yourself, I would imagine, right now. He better. No, I'm all right. I mean, I keep it, I keep it humble. I keep it humble. I'm a, I'm a hard-working guy. I keep the chip on my shoulder. I got a lot more work to do. You got work to do, but last night was just spectacular it, you just the, the best part about it was you just look like you were having the best time out there yeah it's exciting i mean i'm more contributed to my team you see that team that we got we got some guys that are excited to play next to each other we like a family um shout out to dane jack he got injured you know everybody comes out the sideline to check on him like we just got that family tight-knit group uh buffalo is full of you know we got the best fans in the world we got the best quarterback in the world it's just a lot of guys playing for each other out there. And you can kind of see how exciting it is to be on this team right now. And can you share with us your relationship with Josh Allen and how that's developing? That's family. Uh, flat out of that family, that's my guy. Um, I'm, I'm trying to get some Christmas cards with us on it. I might send you guys some. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's a hell of a quarterback. Uh, since I met him, we kind of kind of clicked. You know what I'm saying? You don't click with everybody. And that's somebody that I felt like, damn, like, I can grow old with you. You know, I, I, I can see myself with you. Wow, I hey, Seth, t- tell me uh, the mantra. Last season ends the way it did. You have this off season. You guys come into camp. And you guys, I'm talking about, you, you, you show up and spoil the ring ceremony for the Rams. And you guys are off to a fast start. What 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 was the mantra? What what was the message that Coach McDermott gave to you guys? 
ignore the noise. That was number one, ignore the noise. A lot of people going to have a lot of expectations of you. Um, how you think of yourself is how much time you're going to put in. Like, as a team and even personally, my confidence and our confidence comes from preparation. We was going at it. Uh, we was going at it in training camp. We was going at it in, you know, in the offseason. And that was just breeding that confidence and breeding that camaraderie of, like, we're going to compete each and every day, you know, and, and they're must wins. You know, if we're not winning, we're getting better. And right now we're at that space of we're trying to uh, we're trying to build something now. The only way you can do that is playing at a high level, being prepared, being ready for anything that's thrown at you because you got a target on your back. And when you have a target on your back, it's, it's, it's I mean, it's somewhat easy to be an underdog because people don't expect it from you. But when you got a target on your back, if you're a good team, you got to show that you're a good team week in and week out. And we, we all know that you guys are a good team. Um, there's a change at the play caller. Ken Dorsey. Man, I, I, and listen, I'm, I'm real detailed with my football. You guys had, had a lot of third down answers, a lot of red zone answers for the Rams. You guys had the same thing last night. Answering a lot of questions and putting you guys in positions to win. Speak about what Ken has brought to the offense. He's, he's a lot like Dave's. Like one of those offensive minds, offensive brains, um, He's not trying to reinvent the wheel. He's just trying to make the wheel spin as best as it can, as fast as it can, at a high clip. So getting the ball in your playmaker's hand, letting your quarterback be the quarterback that he is. And as like from a receiver position, you love that from your OC because he'll he'll come to me and Steph, say, tell me, Steph, I like this, I like this. What you think about it? And I'll be like, Coach, we can at least look at it. Oh, I'm 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 out here ready to run. I got my legs. I got my legs ready. I brought my cleats. So just giving giving them that open mind and making them feel comfortable because. As comfortable as I want my quarterback, I want my OC. But like, there is no bad plays. If, they, if I call it bad plays, make it a good play. You know what I'm saying that's that space that we're living in now because we have answers, we have the talent. What are you going to do with it consistently? Can we? You know, we had our first punt this past this past uh, game. It's like, damn, we we didn't punt. I, I don't even know that kind of stuff. I'm like, damn, we was off the field. So for me, I just was like. Man, that is good, but hey, you know what I'm saying? Like, I would have much have more points and we shouldn't be playing at all. So, you know what I'm saying? It's a lot to ask, but we're just chopping that wood. Now, when you, uh, when, when, you, when you take a look at what you guys are doing on offense, but you have to pay attention to the defense. What, what, what has Von Miller brought in addition to that, to the defense and, and what they look like? I mean, man, uh, the, the way that they got after. Go ahead. So we look like a whole different team, man. Like, I think I feel like Vaughn and this is Vaughn, like Big Phil and, you know, guys like that, they bring a certain level of energy and passion and, you know, confidence that gives that defense that, you know, they had confidence and they were playing extremely well. But it seems like now it's like, damn, like, they out there getting nasty. They out there getting the ball back. They out there getting turnovers. As offense like this, you could have a, you could have a bad drive and the next thing you know, a turnover. I'm like, damn, we get another shot. You know what I'm so it's like, why not always have that positive energy? Because those guys over there are balling, and they're balling. We know that you're partnering with Snickers right now to bring back the Snickers Rookie Mistake of the Year program where fans can share their rookie mistakes with the, with the brand to submit a rookie mistake and learn more. Fans can head to snickers.com slash rookie mistake and follow along on social using hashtag Snickers Rookie Mistake. I got to ask you before we lose you, Tyreek Hill was pointing out your relationship with Josh Allen, went to Twitter on it last night. You're heading down to Florida. What do you see in their offense? Because uh, they look pretty sweet, too. No, they look explosive. They don't just look sweet. They look like a good <laughs> football team. Two was out there slinging that thing around. Um, Jalen Waddle, uh, Tyreek Hill, you know, those those guys are speeches. Those guys take the top off. They 
they're making a lot of explosive plays. You watch them on tape for the past two weeks, they look they look real good, and I'm just like, uh, they, they're doing a great job over there. It's going to be a test for us. It's going to be another challenge for us, a game in the division, in Miami, hostile environment, uh, do everything we can to prepare and get a win. But those guys look great over there, you know. Uh, I, I see that connection over there brewing up early, man. So uh, hope, hopefully they can keep it going and, you know, um, hopefully not too much against us. Whose offense is better? Oh, I don't know. I mean, what do the numbers say? <laughs> I, don't, I, I haven't really paid attention to it. Uh, I feel like they got a hell of an offense over there. They look explosive. I'm watching them on tape. Uh, they got receivers running down the field, catching and getting open. So, uh, I don't know, man. You say all the right things. Before I let you Good go, answer. That, that uh-huh. was smart. That was a trick <laughs> question. I'm a mom. I had to ask don't a trick ask. question. <laughs> I had to ask a trick question. Don't before ask. before we let you go, what was your rookie mistake? Uh, I think one time I messed up on the food and, you know, they were so upset with me. And I was like, this, well, y'all cannot eat. That's what my mom used to tell me. You don't like the food I bought? Don't eat. <laughs> See? <laughs> You can't mess. You can't mess, Marshall. You know that. Can't mess up the food. Snickers.com. We're going to talk about, again, Snickers rookie mistake. For all of you who want to, you can head to Snickers.com slash rookie mistake. Follow along on social using hashtag Snickers rookie mistake. Thank you so much for your time. Rich was so bummed out. And I was like, I'll take him. I'll take that call. Yeah. (laughs) Pleasure, man. Let him know. I appreciate y'all having me on. I will pass on that. Hello. Great to have you on the show, Stefan Diggs. I mean, come on. What about the timing on that one, Marshall? Perfect. See what I do for you? I try to book the show correct. I just, man, I, I appreciate you. I know you do. I appreciate you. Well, I appreciate you right back. You're not even having any, uh, where's your mimosa today? No, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm healing. I'm, I'm in the healing phase. I, I, you know, I got to make sure I keep my body clean, you know. I hear you. The rookie mistake, though. Oh, That's my God. That's a good one, right? That, that what was your rookie one. mistake? I, um, I love Snickers, so I'm happy to go with so, rookie mistake. <laughs> Do you know when is, I was doing is, when I was doing ABC, if I had a good game, and I'm not kidding, I would buy a king size Snickers for the ride home from the East Coast because I had an East Coast game every week. If I had a good game, I would just get those massive ones. That was my idea of a celebration. That and like a gin and tonic. Yeah, but anyway, it, runs, what was it your- runs in the family. I used to. Anytime Rich used to get mad, I used to slide a little Snickers over to him. <laughs> Anytime he would get upset. <laughs> So like, that was every time? Snickers satisfy you. Like. Was that every time? <laughs> I love those commercials. That is so rich. Don't you think, Chris, that is oh, so yeah. rich? Oh, but he the rookie mistake, this was, this was yeah. good because um, uh, you, you literally, you know, living in the Midwest, I, I, you know, I get drafted to Indianapolis and I'm, and I'm playing there and Indianapolis had this funny thing in time zones that they just went from Eastern to Central and Central to Eastern. They didn't switch. So, they, you know, you didn't switch time right. zones. And so um, I had to be at the game two hours early. We went from Central to Eastern. And now, you know, like I thought showing up at 11 would get me there for the one o'clock game two hours before. But really, I walked in the locker room at noon for a one o'clock game. <laughs> and I walk in, I'm like, I'm just, I'm just like strolling in and, and, I, and I'm watching. And all of a sudden, the groups are going out, like ready to go out for warm up. And I'm walking in, and I'm like, "What happened?" <laughs> oh. Now, did you try to play it off like I'm cool, or did you actually panic? Oh, there was no, there was no. I was cool. It was like you're late. Like <laughs> <laughs> you're supposed to be at a game two hours before. I show up an hour before, all because the time change. Man, that's messed up. 
What you was live the, and you learn. Were there any uh, ramifications around that? Did you get? Oh yeah, you get fined. Yeah, fine. you get fined. Um, I don't know if you just sit out I, the first I, series I, or something. I think I missed the first. I didn't start the first down or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, but <laughs> just literally, a, I, I didn't know. I hear you. Did not know. I would. I. I just. I'm not an on-time person, but when I was traveling with ABC, I was like, I will be the first person there. I was so panicked to get the the, the, the angry look from Mike Tirico if you walk in the room late, because he's always like an hour ahead of everybody. Forget it. I wasn't going to do it. NetSuite, 2000, 2008, 2022, when it comes to the economy, these are scary years. Dot-com crash, housing crash, and the roller coaster we're going through right now. One thing is certain, it's a dangerous time to not know your numbers, but over 31,000 businesses have the confidence and clarity that they need because they rely on NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. NetSuite gives you visibility and control of your financials inventory, HR planning and budgeting so you can manage risk, get reliable forecasts and improve margins. Everything that you need all in one place. So how do you prepare for uncertain times? The answer is NetSuite. NetSuite helps you identify rising costs. It makes your business process smooth and easily you can see where to save money. That's why 93% of customers say that they improve their visibility and control when they upgraded to NetSuite. What are you waiting for? Right now, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program Head to netsuite.com slash rich radio right now. Netsuite.com slash rich radio. Netsuite.com slash rich radio. Much more on the Rich Eisen Show. Susie Schuster in from Marshall Falk, and he and I are taking over for Rich. Much more when we come back. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show. Susie Schuster in for Rich Eisen. He is on a Roku day for his new job at Roku. He's actually spending the day in Napa Valley up with a bunch of Roku people and happy to do so. And you guys know rough, how... Rough life. It's a I rough mean, life. Yeah. And I was like, get out. Go. Brockman get wanted out. plus one. He yeah, because I, you know me. I, I'm like, one, take the day wine, off. This is better off. than dealing with my family. This is so much better, right, TJ? <laughs> I mean, any chance I have to have makeup slapped on and not be in carpool line, this is a vacation for me. I mean, that seems like the way to go for yeah, me, right? So like, sip, sipping on a mimosa, yeah, hanging out, talking some trash. I want to be here hanging exclusively on Roku. This is how I roll. So, I mean, you can take Rich Roku whenever you want. He's all yours. I got it here. I got this. As long as I call Marshall and I have him come with me but that's neither here nor there it's like By someone's way, gonna have a security blanket no it doesn't hurt when you can call in a hall of famer gold yeah. jacketer to, to come and sit in and carpool line is no joke you've I've been in the carpool and, line yes Mike? i've picked my nieces and nephews up in carpool line yeah. By the way, it can be uh, th- no th- those girls DJ, will cut you off. They are like it's a rough. Yeah. It's like they want their kids. Like you got to go right I mean, in. I pick up Cage every day from school. Like, what are you talking? You have carpool line now? No, you just pull in, you park, you go in and get them. No, no, Sue's telling about carpool line. Let me tell you something. In our carpool line, if you look down in your phone, there's a little bit of space. They're gonna honk. They're gonna let you know. Whatever happened to taking the bus? Progressive, my, you know what? Huh? <laughs> Whatever happened to taking the bus? Yeah. Does every does like school now is just everybody takes and drops their kid off? Why? I don't know. Let's I like let's the bus. Te- teach their kids about Bring life. Back the bus survival of the fittest on the bus. Take the bus. Okay, so you're saying I the took minute- the bus, Marsha, you can time. come back in. You're good. I never got picked up or dropped off until I got a car, which was my senior year. I always took the bus. You said, you know what you sound like. You sound like the, when I was a kid, I walked yeah, ten right. miles with no man. shoes <laughs> in also, the snow the in Maine. Uh, if you're a parent, why do you want to drop? If your kid is over the age of what, like eight, right. why do you want to drive your kid to school? <laughs> Some people actually like being with their kids, Chris. <laughs> Isn't that the point of sending them to school so you get the day to yourself? <laughs> By the way. <laughs> By the way, those are the ones that like taking. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I got accused once of being a, uh, a helicopter parent by a teacher once, and I was like, you don't even know me. <laughs> by the way, that's like the equivalent of being called a Karen, which, by the way, like... <laughs> <laughs> somebody, <laughs> somebody, <laughs> I happen to be looking at YouTube. I happen to be looking at YouTube, and somebody said, she seems like a Karen, and I was like, I, was like, I am not You don't know the Karen. half of it. <laughs> I'm like... You're the reason Rich, Rich threw you under the bus for his Uber rating being yeah. crappy. His Uber rating is crappy, not because of me. And if I'm going to get into an Uber and oh. someone's going to stink. <laughs> By the way, I've been such a good girl. I'm like, hi, your car's wonderful. It's so clean. What a nice car. Thank you. And by the way, Mike's known me for 25 years. Yep. Mike, I think of myself... As a nice person, and I tend to be, actually, I'm a Leo, like, I tend to have a big on the outside, but get hurt on the inside, you know, it's very Aesop's fable, like, you know, Leo style. I'm a Leo, TJ Leo. Stop smirking over there, Chris Brock, (laughs) I'm just smirking. I honestly think, if you ask anybody who's worked with me. Oh, you are a pleasure to work with, and I can tell you the people that that are not pleasures to work with. Yes, and and the list is long from Mike Del Tufo. Exactly, we could come up with... A lot of the same names. But to say that I'm a Karen, <laughs> that's offensive, and I don't like it. It hurt, didn't it? I, oh, it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> a Karen, uh, how dare you? <laughs> 
I'm going to call the manager. I mean, like, that, that, that's not cool. Back up. Susan, this is why you need to be on Twitter. TJ's right. I'm not a Karen, but I will call the manager. Hi, can I speak to the manager, please? This is exactly that's why a, that, that's like that's like that's like a four letter word now. I mean, it may have five letters, but a Karen's a they don't call and, me a Karen. And poor old regular women named Karen who just had to can't like, be called Karen anymore. Ugh. Nobody names Karen anymore. Well, that's like that's like the proverbial light box. You know, now Karen's become the light box. Now you have to change your name and spell it differently because you know now everyone they throw out Karen like they throw out light box, right? I don't know. What is light box? The term, the football I mean, jargon. If, if your name no. is Karen, can you drop your kid off at school? No. No. Karen, your kid call, takes the bus. What if you call to make a reservation in a restaurant? Hi, my name's Karen. No, you change it. Uh, Do you change it? Kitty or like... Starbucks? Yeah, just change your name. Hi, I'd like a non-fat, half-cap cap, one pump, but not more than one pump with oat milk, and my name is Sarah? Yeah. Right, because you're not asking for it. Jenny, Jenny, <laughs> Any, something super generic from the block. Yes, just don't gave be, me a good idea. Fooled, man. What's the good idea? From now on, when I go to Starbucks, I'm gonna say, Karen. <laughs> Mike, you're a man. Who cares? By the way, you know what I realized? The most Karen thing I've ever done. The most, the most Karen thing I've ever done is to say I'm not a Karen. Right. And oh, by the way, when I looked at the YouTube ratings, and they said Girlfriend. one guy, one person said she seems like a Karen. That's all I remember. Nothing else. TJ, come on. TJ, you're quiet back there. Your mom's watching. Seriously. You're not backing me up. Seriously, ignore the noise. Ignore it. Ignore the noise. Right? It's don't, tough sometimes. Though. Don't read the comments. Ignore don't the read the comments. Yeah, no it's, way. It's far easier said than done. I'm not going to read the comments. Far easier said than done. Right? You, don't, you never cared what anybody said. No. If they had social media in your day, Marshall, what would that have been like? Oh, fun. It would have been fun. Would you have been active, you think? Probably so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. were you going to say about Marshall, though? Like, hey, Marshall, you know, you, you yeah, hey, ran yeah. for a, a 130 and you caught six balls for yeah. 99. Why didn't you get that 100-yard receipt? Like, like, I would have got a bonus ball. if you had gotten a 100 receiving <laughs> no, yard. You guys that's have to understand. Exactly Listen, right. I, I play with arguably the nicest guy in the world in Kurt Warner. So it, it didn't matter what I did. If I signed autographs for an hour, Kurt would sign it for two. <laughs> it's like, I'm a lose. Like, I'm a lose. Like, I'm a lose. This, this dude is awesome. You know, like, I get mad, I cuss. He get mad, gosh darn it. You know, like, it's, it's just like, I am going to lose. <laughs> this, this, like, there's, there's, no, there's, no, there's no win-win here. Would, would Isaac Bruce have read the comments on YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> he would have been like, God bless you. That's right. Tori Holt seemed like he would clap back. Of the nicest, like Isaac and Kurt, I've never seen them drink. I never heard them cuss. It's just like, and maybe they do, you know, but I just, I never heard it. Like Ike would, Ike would get upset and, you know, he'd get a little, but Kurt, it was just hard to, it was hard to get him, for him to be mad at someone else other than himself. He rarely got mad at someone else. It was just like, it was unbelievable, man. So I, who was the meanest guy you played with? The meanest guy that I played just with. Just a cur. Um, and, and, I, and, and, and I, I, I don't want to say like mean as in like bad, but mean as in just like, I, I think it was just, it, it was, if, if you didn't know New Yorkers, you didn't know how to take him. 
the late Tony Saragusa. Oh, yeah. Like Goose was the like yeah. so Goose was our hazer. So when you came in as a rookie, Goose was the person that made you sing. He put icy hot in your jog. Like he was the guy. <laughs> he was the guy who made you, made sure you got your welcome to the NFL moment. That doesn't seem mean, though. That seems like a brotherhood type. Oh, it was mean. No, it was <laughs> mean. Oh, trust me. Trust me. Trust me. If you, if you had to sing at breakfast every day, you know, doing doing training camp when it was like a month long back in the day, that's the, it gets it gets tiring. And you got to remember, you, you go from being the man on your team yeah. to just the guy now yeah. on a team. That's tough. It's, it's tough. Yeah, it's Aiden tough. Hutchinson knows that firsthand. What was your song? Well, we had the, I, we sung... Um, they made us do fight songs, so we had to sing our fight song. And it was bad if you didn't know your fight song. Man, it was it was bad. Marshall, speaking of fight, you know, we, we, we saw the Saints and the Bucks yeah. uh, the other day, and, and you know, we know that Mike Evans and Marshall Lattimore have this history of like it's on site every time they see him. Was there a, a defensive player who like every time you got on the field with him, you just wanted to run up his chest and down his back a little more than I, I only had I only had two guys that I that I ever like really got into it with on the football field and um um one one was uh and it was both because I lived in San Diego and they played in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And every time we played each other, Junior and I we would Junior Seau and I we would have this it was like this like who you know, he's from San, San Diego, played at USC, right. went to San Diego, played for the Chargers. I played at San Diego State, lived in. So we were like two big personalities in San Diego. So every time we would play against each other, you know, I, I felt like because I played college ball in the stadium, it was my stadium. And he right. played pro ball, it was his stadium. And then he brought along his little protege over the time, Rodney Harrison, who just never <laughs> shut up, never was sh- would never shut up. And Rodney would talk the whole game. Oh my God! What was so, he saying? Just anything. Just that- anything. Anything. And and it wasn't Rodney. Rodney. So if you didn't know Rodney, Rodney did everything that he did. It was for him. It was how he got up. Right. So Rodney would tackle you and then throw your legs. You know, or like uh, he 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 tackle you and give you the extra elbow. <laughs> he always did the extra, and that was just um, you know after us talking, he was just like, man, I had to fight so hard to get where I was. I had to do the extra stuff. And you start to understand what it was with people. But those two guys were the only two people that I, that I ever really, like, extensively talked to throughout games that I would get have words with. Yeah. Just to just and, – and Junior and I, like, year over, I'd go to Seals, we'd sit down, we're having beers, having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is so weird to me, isn't it, how you can just kind of, like – compartmentalize yeah, just... it was it was all it was all in the spirit of competition that's why I don't understand how this thing with these two guys has has gone on this far this long yeah someone someone has to has to step in and sit them two down and explain to them how stupid this is and how bad it looks for hey hey, hey both of you guys are somebody's father what are you teaching your kids yeah what are you teaching the young kids that idolize you Plus, it's cost him a game. Yeah, Evans got suspended because of it. You know, and that's a huge game coming up. I mean, Tampa. It's a Green game. Bay, that's a that game is check. A monster game. game. It's not just a game. A game check. All of it. Yeah. It just. It just. It makes. It makes no sense. You know, and it's. Um, it, it's. It's. You, you. Hey. Hey, guys. 
I don't know if you guys figured it out. I don't care what neighborhood you're from. I don't care how you grew up and how tough you were. You already proved that you're tough. You made it to the NFL. <laughs> right. You don't have to be tough like you don't have to be gangster anymore. <laughs> right. I just I don't get it. You're not playing hockey, right? You're, you're not. You don't live in the hood anymore. Yeah. Like it's, it's the suburbs. Hey, the dads in the suburbs, they ain't banging. Like <laughs> it ain't like that. Like you're safe. You made it. Well, talking about the Bucks, let's talk about Cole, Be- Cole Beasley. Obviously, coming in now, in good shape, ready to go in. He said that it's amazing if you think about him. He's still a great player. He was just sitting around waiting for the right roster, right, to join on to. And obviously, when Tom Brady calls, he'd pick up the phone. Yeah. I would imagine, don't know firsthand, but I would imagine I would pick up the phone if I saw a TB12 calling. And so he's coming in to join. He needed the help there. Julian Edelman was sitting in your seat a couple weeks ago. Are we going to see him, you think, uh, suddenly show up towards the end of the season? And if, I was, if, if I was Edelman, I'd listen, I'd start working out now. I, and I'm, I'm looking at the, the, the injuries to the wide receivers that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have. And... Um, and this is this is if he really wants to play. You know, it's like if he really wants to play. And the question is, the question is if Tom says and calls, hey, this is my last year, man. Come play with me. If you're Edelman, are you like, okay? Are you like, are you sure, Tom? Yeah. <laughs> really you're really your last year? Because you really? lied to us. Really? <laughs> Stop lying. <laughs> like we, we gave you this whole little farewell thing last year and – what do you do? I mean, I, I I would I would start. Listen, Edelman loves Tom Brady, and I know Tom loves him. He had some of the best years of his life playing with Tom. Uh, I I I think the relationship, you know, it's like Tom helped him by throwing him a lot of balls. Nah, I think I think Edelman helped helped Tom as well by being a former quarterback who knew when to be, where to be. And made himself available for Tom, and that relationship is something that Tom would welcome if if he's in the proper shape and he can go out there and really help the team. It's him and Gronk, right? I mean, everyone just kind of assumes. Not see, I think Gronk Gronk fell for it last year. He said, "Nah, Tom, you didn't get me again. <laughs> Ain't falling you're for the doke. You're not doing. It. I'm not falling for the pump fake. I'm not falling for the banana Mattel pipe." He came pipe. back and got a Super Bowl out of it, though. I know, I know, but last year was rough. Last year was Gronk, rough. Gronk got baked. Hey. Well, it was early on. I mean, what was it, week three or four against yeah. the Rams? He had broken ribs and kind of was never the same. Yes. Grunk, Grunk, last year was rough on Grunk. It's a rough year for him. Plus, Grunk looks like he's about at 220 right now. So he yeah, Grunk looks pretty thin. Grunk's going in the same vein as Ed O'Neill. He wants a season, a couple of seasons. He wants, uh, he's got some nice hardware. He's got good rings. Then he wants to go be an actor. Don't you think he wants to keep that face pretty? Come on, Chris, you know it. I mean, Gronk's the greatest Titan ever. He has nothing to prove. Nothing. His Hall of Fame speech, I can't wait for because it could be anything. Like He could be up there and be like, thank you, and walk off. Or it could <laughs> and be it's a, the greatest speech a 20-minute stand-up routine. Like, I'm excited for it. It's definitely not just going to be thank you. Are you, you saying that because you like the Patriots, that he's the greatest Titan ever? Or yeah. you're like serious? He's serious. I'm serious. I always thought it was Tony Gonzalez. Another guy that played but in Kansas better City. Pass, okay. Who's yeah. a better tight end pass catcher and run blocker? Okay. He, does, he did both. What not do you think, that, Marshall? I, no, I just asked the question. But what do you think? Who do you think is the best tight end ever? I, I don't. I don't really have a like a dog in the fight. I don't. You know. I mean. I. You know. I. I you're the only one here, really. We are in the room. <laughs> I, I, I just think it's. I, yeah, I, I, I think it's. Matters. Yeah. Also, right. I mean, look, I'll, and, the, and the winning too. I think that matters. Four, four rings. I, I hear you. I don't. Yeah, I'm just. I, I always like. I. You know. I'm. 
it, it always baffles me. And I, I think Gronk is, I think he, he was awesome. He, he, listen, Tom, Tom Brady made a lot of people really good. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we have no idea. They helped him be good, too. We, we, we have no idea. Now, Tom was good with, with Ben Wintercoats. With, it, it, didn't, it didn't matter who Tom played with at tight end. Uh, Wiggins, it didn't matter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and when, and when Grunk got there, Grunk was the two tight end. The one tight end was the other guy who was much better than him. I actually thought he was better than Gronk. To be he honest. was. He was. Yeah. yeah. So that that was yeah. and and you know Gronk, Gronk kind of became the animal that he that he was with a lot of the stuff. I mean, I th- and I think how the game how the game happened. You know, I just I, I'm I'm not going to take much away from Tony Gonzalez, man. Yeah. He that I don't think he played with the Hall of Fame quarterback. He he didn't play with the Hall of Fame quarterback. Keller like Winslow, you're not you're not going to find one. Um, and I, I look at Gonzo and what he did um, and, and how consistently he did it for so many years. You know, and I, I don't I don't think one of the quarterbacks that he played with we're going to look at and be like top 10. I don't know if we'll call him top 10. Yeah, probably not. Matt Ryan might have the numbers, but no one's going to think yeah. he's a top 10 quarterback. Of yeah, I'm just saying like it's there's there's just something about and, and, we're, and I'm talking pass catch and run blocking. You know, the thing about Gronk too is like he was kind of the one guy you knew the ball was going to him and, Always. He, was, and he still got it. Always. I, so we're biased, but I, still. I, 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 I beg to differ. Really? Like 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 Wes Welker caught a hundred balls, yeah. Edelman caught a hundred balls. Randy Moss was there. Like there there was always Randy Moss and Gronk never played together, but when the game was on the line, he was going to Gronk in the end zone and more often than not he got it. I did feel like it was a little bit like a horror movie where you're like, you kind of know, don't open the door. Like, it's going to go to Gronk. Yeah. It's that same idea, don't you think? Yes. I, I, I thought Gronk was going to get it. What's the most catches he's he ever had in a year? He's a tight end. He's not supposed to I catch 120 that, balls. He, I played running back. I caught 80. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, I will see. tell you this. You, you were know, different, though, bro. Most Gronk ever different, caught in a year. He caught, no he caught 82 in 2014. And Callum Winslow is good. I do think your point about Edelman being a quarterback, that was so helpful because what I loved more than anything was the trick plays. When when suddenly it's Edelman and he's got the ball and he's flinging it. He played the game so smart. Like, I I, I understood part part of, you know, I played quarterback in high school. I understood defenses. And watching him play the game, it was just like, it was fun. He he and Tom, kind of the same way I was with Peyton and with Kurt. Like they knew I understood what they understood about what was going on and making yourself available. It, it's fun. It's fun when you when you when you have that. A lot of a lot of receivers that made the transition. Heinz Ward was the same way. That's why he oh, yeah. was the guy that goes on third down. Mm-hmm. He played quarterback. He understood the little nuances about playing the position and and where to be and what to do. It was just like it was. Um, it's almost like having another quarterback there. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Chris Brockman's burning questions. That's going to be up next, as well as Ed O'Neill coming up at the top of the next hour and a lot more football talk ahead. Susie Schuster, Marshall Falk, don't go anywhere. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. 
O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Susie Schuster, Marshall Falk here on The Rich Eisen Show. Rich taking a rare in-season day off. And Marshall, you just said something crazy. You had more receptions than half of the receivers when you were in the hall, like for your entrance to the Hall of Fame. Tell me this again. No. What? What'd you say? What'd you say? Uh, no, I was, I was ex- we were having a conversation and I was explaining how the game has changed. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and back, back in the day, if your quarterback through the time through the football 20 to 25 times you were losing okay and in today's NFL if your quarterback don't throw the ball 20 to 25 times you're, you're losing. losing and so the criteria to getting into the Hall of Fame with catches and stuff for receivers it's kind of like skewed because the numbers are funny and i was like case in point is i have more receptions than half of the receivers in the Hall of Fame because of how much the how much the game changed from running backs carrying the ball to running backs catching the ball, and it all became touches and not just carries and runs. Okay, thanks for clarifying. Yes, <laughs> Marshall has the twelfth most receptions of any player in the Hall of Fame. Is that right? Yeah, that's is that right. Rice Gonzalez, Harrison Not Carter, Brown, T.O., right. Moss, Andre Reed, Art Monk, Steve Largent, Shannon Sharp, and then I've seen better. Fall. I've seen better. Not bad. So that is amazing. What's your uh, reception record, Chris Brockman? You know, I uh, I played quarterback <laughs> in high school, uh, but my freshman year, I was also I, I played tight end also. So during a preseason game, I had one pass route. It was going to me, and it was picked off and returned for a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> so you're negative one. Not happening. <laughs> Not happening. You know what I would say and to then that? I played quarterback. After I would say the same thing I say to Cooper every time. You got to catch that, son. Bobby Bowden. Every every practice. Any, anytime somebody dropped a ball, you got to catch that, son. And that is my favorite more, thing. More to like say. the A block. Didn't go the way he thought yeah. it was. Nope. Yeah. You got to catch that, son. Chris Bradley, burning questions, please. Oh, let's throw it over to you, Your Royal let's Highness. Go, let's go. Brockman's really burning questions. <laughs> That's a fire. That's a fire. Look, I have a flamingos on my shirt. It's all good. All right, burning questions. I'm looking at three matchups this weekend, guys. 
and I'm asking a burning question for each team uh, uh, moving forward, okay? So the first up, I'm looking at Thursday Night Football. Kind of a sneaky good division game. Steelers at Browns. All right, my question for both of these teams are, let's start with Pittsburgh first. If Trubisky struggles early, does Tomlin make the move to Kenny Pickett, Marshall Falk? I say no, Hmm. only because it's a Thursday night game. There's no way to get two quarterbacks ready for Thursday. Do you think that if Pickett hadn't been at Pitt and everybody hadn't seen him there locally and hadn't seen him out there slinging, they'd be so excited to get him into the seat? Well, you you, you got to remember, he started to fall. Teams were like, oh, oh yeah, his hand too small. He he's not. And, and, and I don't I don't know if he would have gotten drafted in if Pittsburgh round? didn't take him. Yeah, yeah if round. Pittsburgh mm-hmm. didn't take him. And it was it was an opportunity for Pittsburgh. Now, um, I, I, you know, let, let, let's say this. For all the organizations out there in the NFL, all 32, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they always handle these moves better than anybody else. Yeah. Like, they get it right when they go to the whatever guy it is. And that guy, it, it, it for whatever reason, it worked out for them. And, and I'm going to believe that nothing, nothing will change here. Now, I do have a solution. Maybe both teams might say, hey, let's play our number two guy and have it be a fair fight. <laughs> I don't know. And for the Browns, how do they bounce back after kind of giving that game away? Something we'd really never seen before, 13 points in the last two minutes. How do the Browns bounce back? Because they looked like a 2-0 and team and a very good team, despite what they have going on at quarterback. Yeah, that, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. But we want to see... If, if they have the resiliency. And, and actually, I, I shouldn't even say that. For that team to go through what they did in the offseason, make the decisions that they made, deal with all the stuff that they dealt with, and to come out and play the way that they have, I am actually impressed. I'm not going to lie. That noise usually, usually permeates into the locker room, and it's hard to shut it out because it's not talking about actual play on the field, right. and it becomes a distraction. And they've done a great job. You gotta shut that noise out, Chris. Yeah, gotta shut out the noise always. That's good advice. All right, next up, uh, an NFC North uh, battle going on this weekend: Detroit at Minnesota, Lions Vikings. A couple of questions here. Let's start with the Lions first. How good has this Jared Goff St. Brown connection been, and are they for real? You believe in the Lions, Marshall? I think I think St. Brown is is the real deal. You know, I. I Jared, I, 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 I cannot count on him just yet. But what I do like is Detroit, and they look like their head coach. Like they, He's crazy. They, they embody this man and how he goes about coaching the game and, and his love and passion for the game. Um, this this, this going to be a pretty good game. I mean, Minnesota, after what happened, um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how they bounce back. Yeah, so that's my that's my question uh, uh, for them. Who is this Minnesota team? Is it the one we saw who dominated the Jacqueline Packers Hyde. in Week One, or good is question. it last night laying an egg on the road in, in a primetime game? Yeah, good good question. And and this is, um, you know, it's it's this is Kirk Cousin. And this is literally what he's done for us his whole career. Yeah. You know, when, whenever whenever the expectations get beyond the limitations. He brings us right back down. No, no, don't expect too much. But literally, that is what, what what I've seen from him. And now, and now the question 
The question is, um, more. I, I'm more concerned about that. I want to see Detroit. You know, is it is it, you know, hey, you have a bad game, take two lines and call me in the morning. You know, it's like, are they still that team? Yeah. yeah. Minnesota had a bad game. Oh, who do you have coming in? You know, Detroit, it's like, yeah, oh, you got Detroit, right. you'll be good. Or you got the Bears, you'll be good. Is that the same? Yeah, I don't think so. I think Detroit's pretty good. Would you have liked to have played for a guy like Dan Campbell? You obviously you you didn't in your career. You know, Dick Vermeil no. and Jim Moore. Uh, Jim the- Moore was kind of. I'm gonna say Jim Moore was had a little bit of that in him, but but he here's what it is. You know he has his players back. That's that's the thing. Like that's all you want from your head coach is to know he has your best interest. And sometimes you don't know. Sometimes it's all about the organization or it's about job security for the coach. It's not about you as a player concerned about your career and your well being. Yeah, seems like he's like that. All right, last game, two zero and two teams, Raiders at Titans. One of these teams is going to be 0-3, and pretty much their chances of making the playoffs are nil. Both these teams made the playoffs for last year. What are you looking for in this game? And whoever is 0-3, can they still make a playoff run? I just wonder who called Bill first for advice. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> hey, Bill, I'm 0-2. How do I not go 0-3? Who, who? <laughs> I got to think it's McDaniel. Did he give him right? the same advice? Uh, that's really funny. <laughs> I think McDaniels called him first, right? That's a good question, man. But Vrabel doesn't um, strike. Vrabel strikes me as too proud to ask Bill for advice. He, 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 here's the thing. Um, I think Tennessee has somewhere to go. They have somewhere to go. They they made a decision, and they brought Malik in, and they have somewhere to go. The Raiders, they're trying to figure out who they are, and 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 they want to know is Derek Carr him? Yeah, <laughs> Timothy. What do you think? I think I think Carr is him. I th- I think he is him, but the relationship with his buddy, um, I think it's taken away from just playing football. Yeah, you know, and well, and, always, and, 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 and defensively, defensively, I just, you know, it's like they they got the they they could play good and then they'll give up big plays. Oof. Hmm. I think it's McDaniel. Didn't Rich take uh, the Raiders to win? He had the Raiders to basically go so far, win the division, win a playoff game. Like, wow, it's tough. It's all about Raider Nation. We're going to have to track down <coughs> that. Yeah, <clears throat> may have been a little bit of a mistake. Yeah, Much more I mean, Rich Eisen show when we come back after this. <laughs> and not about the Raiders. I'm i got to tell you something. Oh, go what? ahead. Say it. I was going to say, I'm with you on Derek Carr. I, I like him a lot. I think he's a really good leader. I think, uh, I think he has his teammates back, and I think they have his back. Um, defensively, though, I think they got to figure out what's going on there. What do you got, Suze? Yeah. I just don't know why Rich took them. Well, <laughs> he was well, really into the Devontae Adams thing, and which is what people well, spent for me, the whole it's not Devontae. What, 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 what I think is, like, I, I believe Josh McDaniels is, is one of the bright minds in the NFL. And what happened in Denver happened without a quarterback. And now right, you have right. this guy who wants to prove that he's, you know, top five quarterback in the league, like that he can win an MVP in car. And I, I think Josh needs some restraints. Like, what, I just think Bill don't let him call what he wants to call. Right, right. Compared to when he's his own guy, he can call what he wants to call. Right. And there's a part of managing the game 
I hope he learns how he, he get to learn learn how to do it and just not take risk and do a lot of the things that he wouldn't do if he was coaching under Bill. Devontae Adams can't have two targets in a game. Right. You know. It's not easy to learn restraint though. That is a hard self restraint. Yeah. Self restraint is a hard hard yeah. hard thing to learn. Much more Rich Eisen show when we come back. <laughs> 